And welcome to March. It is uh, Mardi Gras, March 1st, Shrove Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. Tomorrow will be Ash Wednesday, and we will have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Today is, of course, the day of the State of the Union address, Joe Biden's first State of the Union address. I will be watching it, taking notes, pulling moments, and we will tomorrow go through the State of the Union address. I expect the opening to be focused on the war between Russia and Ukraine, the war that Russia has chosen. Ukraine did nothing and does not deserve this. And I hope, I hope the uniting of the world against Russia will eventually end this. Although I don't think Putin's capable of backing down. We shall see. Looking back on this day back in the day, the Salem witch hunt began in Salem, Massachusetts in 1692. Yikes, 330 years ago. Uh, President Grant established the first national park, Yellowstone, on this date in 1872. President Kennedy established the Peace Corps on this date in 1961. And on this date in 1971... The Weather Underground, a group that still has tenants inside the Democratic Party today, tentacles too, wrapped around it. They bombed the U.S. Capitol. Fortunately, nobody was hurt. $300,000 worth of damage was done. And uh, still amazes me that the Democrats will embrace some of the leaders of the Weather Underground who actually bombed like an, an insurrection, if you know what I'm saying the U.S. Capitol in this state. But the president speechifying tonight, State of the Union, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Until that time, I, um, I've i got our buddy Jim Stovall checking in here. He should be here any second now. Jim Stovall from jimstovall.com with the winner's wisdom next. Our friend Jim Stovall is joining us once again. Very fortunate to have Jim Stovall, the entrepreneur, inventor, author, public speaker, Joining us, you can find him at jimstovall.com, and I suggest you do that, and you sign up for the Winner's Wisdom newsletter, which I get in my inbox every week, and I read it, and then I get the chance to talk to Jim about it, which we're going to do here. Jim, welcome back, my friend. Always good to be with you. Well, I'm glad you're here, because, you know, um, the situation going on in Europe today between Russia and Ukraine and, the, frankly, the rest of the world— is something that makes my wife very nervous, and we really can't have the conversations I'd like to have about it. So I, I'm i going to pick your brain and ask you how you are feeling about the situation. It's something I don't remember in my adult life ever having this kind of concern. Do you? No, not really. And I do want to say, for the record, this is the only time and place I will stand in for your wife, but we can have this conversation. <laughs> and But, you. you know, first and foremost, we've got to have some perspective. I mean, this is serious. Let us not kid ourselves. This is serious, what's going on over in Ukraine and everything. But uh, as the late, great Paul Harvey, my friend and mentor, always said, it's times like these that remind us there have always been times like these and we will get through this uh, and uh, as you and i discussed we're, we're both of the age uh, we remember the cold war and that was a serious serious thing uh, because uh, uh, not just the the fighting that's going on but the uh, uh, 
the the nuclear threat that that lies behind that, and that is always a concern. But uh, I, the thing that heartens me at this point is the fact that the whole world is rallying uh, uh, behind Ukraine on this, and uh, and we're on the side of the angels, and uh, and hopefully. Uh, we can find some way out of this. Cooler heads will hopefully prevail. I just, I, you know, Putin has really nowhere to go with this. I mean, he's just digging himself a, a deeper and deeper hole. And I'm impressed by the number of Russian people who are protesting at their own peril, actually, and protesting and uh, standing up for what they believe to be right. And uh, so I... I I am concerned. I mean, this is not something you just ignore, but I I also remain hopeful. And uh, you know, the the uh, these these times bring out the best and the worst in people. And I'm I'm excited to see uh, a lot of good things coming to the surface. Yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I, I will share with you a couple of things that I have been tracking. One of them is the Ukrainian people, individual citizens who have been walking in front of tanks that mm-hmm. are coming down the street, standing in front of the tanks, hearkening back to the Tiananmen Square moment where a man stood in front of a tank, a Chinese tank. And what we're seeing, Jim, in the past, we would usually anticipate that the Russians would just unload and, and shoot who's ever in their way. Mm-hmm. These members of the military aren't doing that. They're not running over people. And that makes me wonder if the stories out of Russia and out of Ukraine about the Russian soldiers, the military being told, oh, we're just going there to exercise, to do some military training drills. And now these guys are realizing, no, this is a war. And Mm -hmm. there may be hope that this will stop from within, that the military itself will say, we're not doing this. And then combined with what you're talking about, the hundreds and hundreds of people who are being arrested on the streets of Moscow. They are protesting what they will not support, and that is a dictatorial action by a guy who claims to be a president, an elected president, but in reality is a despot beyond any, any description you could give him. He is, he's the wrong guy for their lives, and I hope it is the people who will turn this around. I kind of feel it is going to be that way. And Yeah, whatever battle is going on, it's not the Russian people. We, I believe we are closer to kindred spirits than, uh, than conditions would indicate. And as you know, I was uh, a member of the uh, Olympic team in 1980, and we didn't go because the Russians were in Afghanistan. And Ted Turner, through his Freedom Games, uh, put together a tour. So all of a sudden I find myself touring with the great Russian weightlifters, Vasily Alexiev, and the, the, just a tremendous team. And we had some time to speak. Uh, they weren't uh, left alone with us very much. But uh, I remember him saying to me, why did you always want to kill us? And I said, we didn't want to kill you. And I said, we used to have to go out of our little third grade class and, and kneel down in the hall because you were going to nuke us. And he laughed and he said, we did something like that, too. And huh. and, and, and in reality, nobody, you know, this is this is a few misguided crazy people at the top and hopefully uh, uh, the majority and the cooler heads will prevail. I believe you're right and I believe we should also keep praying because that's going to help us too. If not with the overall inspiration, it'll help you individually people and I'm a firm believer in that. So 
Uh, oh, so- yeah, pray for this. And, and, you know, praying is a great habit, because if you can't think of anything to pray for, you, you've missed something. You forgot something. <laughs> so uh, just pray. I love that. If you can't think of anything to pray for, you've missed something, definitely. All right, Jim, this week's Winner's Wisdom uh, quotes one of my favorites, a guy I was really fortunate enough to spend an afternoon with, even though he was in the, the, um, the days where he would check out every now and then due to his own brain fog. That's Muhammad Ali. I love that you are quoting Muhammad Ali in this uh, Winner's Wisdom column, Pebbles and Mountains. What are we learning, Jim? Well, you know, I share that uh, uh, admiration for Ali. There, there, he was the greatest. He told us that, and then he showed us that. And, uh, and uh, people come to our office to look at all of the memorabilia from the movies and, the, you know, the, the, the signed movie posters and everything. But the, the thing everybody wants to see is Ali signed a glove for me and gave it to me and it's in a case and people want to come and see you know he still is that kind of a magnetic figure and Ali said it's the pebble in our shoe that distracts us more than the mountain in front of us oftentimes and and it's true it's these little things we allow to hang around and annoy us uh, that uh, often keeps us from where we want to be. And, you know, Mike, we're only as big as the smallest thing it takes to defer us from our destiny, from where we should be. And sometimes the flea is more annoying than the elephant. <laughs> I know that. I'm, I'm absolutely... Can you imagine you're getting ready to take something out? Maybe you're, you're watching, you're on your, on your post, and you're looking at your target and a flea hits your right. ear and you're suddenly distracted from that task. It right. is so true. That tiny thing can upset you. That pebble in your shoe as you're walking the streets or running the marathon or getting ready to climb the mountain. So true. And and we have these fleas in our lives and they're not uh, all insects. They come to us these distractions in the form of the internet and paperwork and phone calls and people that distract us and take our time because you know we can all go to work today with our agenda our goal our passion but what happens so often is we start getting emails and calls and paperwork from other people on things that have nothing to do with us and now all of a sudden we're disrupted because of their passion we're pursuing their passion and we have to take control of these things uh, uh, and, and the electronic media and all the tools we have they make great slaves but they are horrible masters they will serve you well but you have got to control them you cannot let them control you that is a critical element and all of us are uh, really overwhelmed by those things Well, I'm guilty of that, and I've had to make a conscious, concerted effort to master the device versus let the device master me. And you point that out in the story about how those electronic devices can serve you or become your master. And then you take it back, Jim, to something that's really uh, a basic tenant of all successful people. And you point out, well, there's two things in here. One is trying to handle every piece of paper only once, and then the list of doing first things first. These two cannot be underscored. They are so important. Well, I am, I am fortunate to, as a blind person. There are benefits to the way I live. One of them is 
uh, I don't do my own email and I don't do my own paperwork. I have to have a staff person that works with me on this. And so I'm very cognizant I am paying this person. And uh, so I, it, it helps me to be much more focused on what I'm doing. And then I remember years and years ago, I did a uh, several events with Dr. Stephen Covey. What a great mind. And he did this thing, I, and everybody's heard about it. He took this big fish tank. And he had this pile of big rocks and then small pebbles and gravel and sand. And he started putting the things in there. Well, he started with the sand and then the gravel, and it wouldn't all fit. But then he took it out and did it the other way. He put the big things, the big rocks you put in first, and then they're all in there. Then you pour in the pebbles, and they fill in, and then you pour in the gravel, and then you pour in the sand all the way up to the top. And he said, see, everything's now in there. And he said, do you think it's full? And everybody said, sure, it's full. I'm looking at it. It goes all the way to the top. He said, watch this. And he got out a gallon of water, and he poured it in there. And he said, it's still not full. And, you know, and it... And he said, it's not how much we put in there. It's getting it in the right order and the right priority. And that just changed my world to experience, wow, we got to do the first things first. So I, you know, shortly after this conversation, I will go to my office and, you know, I will go through all the lists of things I have to do today. But then we put it on a, we use low tech. We put it on a yellow pad. And the number one thing, if I don't get anything else done today, that number one thing is what I'm going to focus on. And then when I'm finished with that, I go to number two. And, and folks, multitasking, multitasking is a myth. It doesn't exist. Uh, I mean, attempts to do that show that your productivity goes down so far, it's not even worth, worth it. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about uh, being on the treadmill and listening to Michael Pelka. That's not multitasking. But trying to do two or three things and answer emails and take a phone call in the middle of it, that is, is just will kill your creativity and your productivity. And you seem to not do any of those tasks as well as you could do one of them. Exactly. It's just about focus and priorities and all of this good stuff. This is why I love Jim Stovall, and uh, especially the special bonus I get from talking to Jim about the Winner's Wisdom column each week. I encourage you, go to jimstovall.com. Sign up for the email. It'll show up in your inbox, and you'll have it with you. And, you know, you keep them, and you go back, and you read them every now and then. You get a little Jim Stovall vitamin. Jim, I appreciate everything uh, you give us, especially the time, because I know yours is stretched every single day. So we well, thank you. And I appreciate it. And please tell your bride that we had this conversation, but she's on the hook for everything else. It will be noted and she will be, she'll say thank you for this anyway, at least. <laughs>